Not on? Now you hear me. Yeah. How are we going? All right. Today we're going to talk. I have a couple messages in Romans 10, but since Jim's been in Exodus, I, I, this one relates more to Exodus. Um, and it's, uh, you could call it monotheism, monolatry, and high Christology. Now, before I lose you all, let me say that in a simpler form. It means there is one God who alone is to be worshipped. One of his names is Jesus. Uh-huh. So that's where we're going to go today. Part of it is stimulated by a, a, a Greek professor, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Hawthorne was his name. I, I had him at Wheaton College, and he was a dear man of God. I loved him. And uh, But one time in, before, he would give us little sermonettes. And one of the things he said was, the New Testament very seldom, if ever, calls Jesus God. And then we went through some of the passages, and it does. But part, that's part of what, that's always been a challenge to me. And so what I'm giving you this morning, if you stand back and you look at the big picture, the fact that Jesus is God and is divine is all over the New Testament. Uh, and a lot of my material comes from Richard Beckham. Uh, the title of the book is Jesus and the God of Israel, God Crucified and Other Studies on the New Testament, Testament Christology of Divine Identity. <laughs> so this I'm boiling it down for you today. But if anybody wants, wants more of this, it's, it's, it's a challenging book, but it's a fantastic book. So we're dealing this morning with the first two of the Ten Commandments. Uh, in the preamble, Yahuwah, I call him Yahuwah. Uh, so, you know, when you encounter Lord in the Old Testament, all caps, that is the Tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H, you know this? That is, that is not Lord. Uh, the, Lord is a title. That Tetragrammaton, we don't know exactly how to pronounce it, that Tetragrammaton is the personal name of the real God. So you can call him Yahweh, you can call him Jehovah. There is no J in Hebrew, it's not Jehovah. You can call him Jehovah, you can call him Yahweh. I call him Yahuwah. Um, I have reasons, I don't have time to go into them this morning. But, but when you get to Lord in all caps, read something in there. The, the Hasidics, the uh, charismatic Orthodox Jews call say Hashem, the name. Anyhow, so it says... Yahuwah identifies himself relative to the nation of Israel in the Ten Commandments. He said, I am Yahuwah, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He's the one who acted in history. You shall have no other gods before me. And why is that? There are no other gods, as I'll show you. Uh, the second commandment is, in, in my words, don't make your own God. Uh, you shall not make for yourself a God. Carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on earth beneath, that is in the water, under the earth, you shall not bow down to them or serve or worship them. For I, Yahuwah, your God, am a jealous God. When the divine council decided to enter human history, 
they had to set the stage. And after choosing Abraham and Israel, God revealed his oracles to the nation of Israel and set the stage for his coming. In order to correctly understand the New Testament, you have to understand the Old Testament. And you have to understand the mindset of the people to whom Jesus spoke and his early followers as well. You have to understand what scholars call Second Temple Judaism. So the Jews at the time of Jesus were not Greeks. We tend to think in Greek terms. They were not so much interested in the philosophical concept of God. They were interested in the person of God. They were they weren't interested they were interested in who he was, not in necessarily his nature, the esoteric attributes that he had. They didn't they they weren't interested in things like immutability, ingenerateness, incorruptibility. These are not the subjects on which they spent their time. They were more interested in relating to the God who is. As and uh then in philosophizing about what he is. That is because God had revealed himself to them in history. They knew him, the real God, the personal God. Yahuwah is his name. So he is a real person. He's a real person. Uh, With personality, character, he acts in history. He declares who he is, and he told them his personal name, Yahuwah. Yeah, Lord, I, I, that's when I was supposed to say what I said before. But the Lord is a title, so it's like calling me doctor. But there's a lot of doctors in the world. It's a title. But there's not very many Thomas Leslie Lawrences in the world. I always hate to say that because that's what my mom would say to me when she was mad at me. <laughs> but anyhow, so it's a personal name. All right, monotheism. Because of Yahuwah's self-revelation to them, the Jews were monotheists. That means one God, right? As we are. Mono meaning one, theist meaning God. They repeated the Shema twice every day. Twice every day they say this. Um, Yeah, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. That means here. Shema is here. Hear, O Israel. Yahuwah is our God. Yahuwah is one. Um, and the word one there is echad. And it's the same word that's used in Genesis when it says, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one. Echad. One flesh. So it's, it's unity and diversity. Echad. The Lord is one. Uh, in Isaiah 45.5, it says, I am Yahuwah, and there is no other. That's why, that's why it says, you shall have no other gods before me. Because there is no God, besides me there is no God, excuse me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that men may know from the rising to the setting of, of the sun that there is no one besides me. How, how many times does he have to say it? I am Yahuwah, and there is no other. It says it about three or four times there. In truth project terms, so monothe- monotheism is a binary view of reality. It's not this Eastern, yeah, all is one. No, there, there's two different be, uh, view. It's a binary view of reality. There's Yahuwah, 
and there's everything else. And if you're thinking in truth project terms, it's, you know, there's the box and the one, the only one who stands outside of the box and created all things. Another way to say it is, you're either God or you're not. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Psalm 19 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So who, why, who is Yahuwah? Why is He unique? One of the factors is He's everlasting. He's eternal. He has always existed. When Moses said, who should I say is sending me? God said, well, tell him, uh, I am has sent you. It, it literally means he exists. And the, the verb kind of underneath Yahuwah is probably the verb to be. He exists. He has always existed. And everything else exists because he exists. Thus says, uh, second, Yahuwah is the person who created all things. No one else did that. He did that by himself. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus says Yahuwah, your Redeemer, the one who formed you from the womb. I, Yahuwah, am the maker of all things, stretching out the heavens by myself and spreading out the earth all alone. Excuse me. So Richard Beckham says, uh, this is a quote, God's servants may be said by his permission to rule some things, as in earthly rulers, right? But only God rules over all things. That, that phrase, all things, in Second Temple Judaism is applied only to Yahuwah God. And he, he rules over all things from a throne exalted above all things. <clears throat> So Yahuwah alone created all things, and He rules all things. He is the King above all kings. He is the Lord above all lords. He rules all things. We have a sovereign God. He will bring all history to a conclusion, and He will judge all men. The Greeks and Romans saw reality not as binary, but as a gradient. And so they had a pantheon of gods in a hierarchy, and they were given glory and worship to varying degrees depending on where they were in the hierarchy. Not so, Yahuwah. He alone is to be worshipped. Every other being on earth and under the earth was created by Him and for Him. All things seen and unseen were created by Him. All angels were created by Him. They are His ministers, His servants. They stand in His presence. He alone is seated on the throne of the universe from which He rules. There is a huge chasm of being between Yahuwah, the Creator, and every other being, man or angel. Because Yahuwah is the only God in a class by Himself, the unique Creator and ruler of all things, He alone is to be worshipped. And that's called monolatry. Worship of one. Monotheists worship God, or excuse me, one God, Mono, monolatry, worship of one. Just as idolatry is worship of idols, monolatry is worship of one. Isaiah 42.3, I am Yahuwah, that is my name. My glory I give to no other. He does not share his glory with anybody else. 
uh, nor my praise to carved idols. So he says, uh, and this, this has to do with the second commandment, you shall not make for yourself a god, I say a god, carved image or any other likeness. Yeah, and let me, I'm digressing, I'm saying, you can't make your own god. Although people try, don't they? So part of, part of this, this part is, is I had a conversation with, with a friend, and he said, he, didn't, he, he objected to hell on the basis of, he said, my God isn't like that. I'm like, my God, your God isn't, do we all get to have our own little personal gods? Well, no, that's what he was saying in the second commandment, you can't do that. Why? Because there's one real God. But in the postmodern view, a lot of people think they get to create their own reality. They say it enough, if they think it enough, they create their own reality. But, of course, reality has a way of slapping them in the face. But I don't know how they can, you know, can they really create their own reality? Really? Uh, did you choose to be born? Did you choose uh, who your parents? Did you choose the color of your skin? Did you choose where you were born? Did you choose the country, the planet, the galaxy, the universe where you were born? Did you choose when you were born? Well, then what makes you think you can choose your own God? Duh. (laughs) God is not a potato head. Uh, This comes from Greg Bonson. But but he... uh, you know, he, he, he used to say, you remember those potato heads? You'd get a potato and then they had a whole bunch of mustaches, eyes, ears, noses. And you could put one, you know, what pick and of the, on the, put that stuff on the potato of your choice and that would be your potato head. God isn't like that. He's not a buffet. You can't choose. He's not personal preference. He's the real God. The one who took Israel out of Egypt. The one who was uh, working in Jesus. He's the real God. People say, well, I don't like the laws of, magi- of math. I don't like 2 plus 2 equals 4. In my world, 2 plus 2 equals 5. Yeah, build a bridge, a bridge with that one, see how that works. You don't tell God what He is like. He tells you who He is. You do not create Him. He created you. You do not judge Him. He judges you. He does not have to give an account to you. You have to give an account to Him. He does not exist to serve you. You exist to serve and to worship Him. If you don't like the law of gravity, you may disrespect it if you wish. I don't recommend it. The results aren't good. The same is true of God. So, how does this monotheism and monolatry, how does that relate to Jesus? Well, Jesus was a Jew, right? He was, a monolog- he was a monotheist and a monolater. And yet, what did he say about himself? He said, I am 
the bread of life. I am the light of the world, the gate, the good shepherd, the resurrection. I am the life, the way, the truth, the truth, the life. Before Abraham was, I am. Thus using the name that God gave Moses and claiming to be preexistent to Abraham. Who was he telling you who he was? The Jews understood what he was saying. They, they picked up stones to stone him for blasphemy. They understood what he was saying. What about his followers? Were his follower, we, we were with, out to dinner last night. Somebody said that they were always concerned because the Jews didn't believe in Jesus. But what, what I told her is, if Jews hadn't believed in Jesus, we wouldn't be here. Right? Because they were all Jews for probably the first eight, nine years. Certainly the disciples were Jews. And uh, they were monotheists and monolaters. And what did John, the Jew, have to say about Jesus? Let me say this. Yeah, so the the disciples were Jews. Jesus was crucified a few hundred yards from the place where Abraham offered up Isaac. And where God told David, this is the place where I want you to offer sacrifices and build a temple. That's the, that's the place where the Lamb of God was offered. And then the gospel was preached in Jerusalem. And then in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And praise God, it's come all the way here to Tallahassee. And it was a great snowball as it, as it started to roll. And it picked up Gentiles along the way. But at the core of that snowball... We're believing Jews. Looking at one right now. Thank God. So, John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, he says, the Word was God, the Word was with God, the Word became flesh. What's the only, who can, who can say, who can you say this about except Yahuwah, if you're a Jew? He's telling you something. Paul, Shaul, Shaul, uh, a Jewish Pharisee. Um, what did he say? The whole passage is good, but I have to limit it to Philippians 2.9. For this reason also God highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name Hashem, which is above every name. What name is that? Yahuwah. That's the name that's above every name to a first century Jew. Uh, the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, and of course his name, Mary didn't call him Jesus. There was no J's in Hebrew. It was probably Yeshua or Yehoshua. But anyhow, every, every, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess him Lord. Curios, the word that was used in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, when, it, when they came to the word Yahuwah, they translated it Kurios. 
that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess him Lord to the glory of God the Father, the one who will not share his glory with another. Now, uh, when when Paul when he says every knee shall bow, he is he is quoting he's quoting a scripture he knew very well, and the scripture was Isaiah 45. Thus says Yahuwah, curious in the Greek, I am Yahuwah. There is no there is none else. Declare and set forth your case. Indeed, let them consult together. Who has announced this from of old? Who who has long since declared it? Is it not I, Yahuwah? And there is no God, other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none except me. So, who is talking here? Yahuwah, right? And then what does he say? Turn to me and be saved, all ends of the earth. For I am God, there is no other. I have sworn by myself the word has gone forth from my mouth in righteousness and will turn back, and will not turn back. That to me, Yahuwah, right? Every knee will bow. And every tongue confess him, Lord. So, so Paul, the, the Jew, the monotheist, the monolater, took a scripture that was definitely spoken by Yahuwah, and he applied it to, to Yeshua. Who is he telling you? Jesus is. I, I, keep, I can't get to give, say this to my Greek teacher. He knew who Jesus was. But anyhow, this is what I would, one of the things I would say to him. And then in Ephesians, he says, and remember, uh, Richard Bauckham told us in, in Judaism, all things was only applied, the ruler in the creation of all things only applied to God. So Paul says in Ephesians 1, God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet. In Colossians 1, he says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created. In heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Who is he telling you he is? This helps us to understand the, the Christian confession in Romans 10. I guess I made it to Romans 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, curious, maybe caps, And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is a quotation. Well, I wonder, let's look it up, see who said it, right? Um, It's in uh, Joel 2.32. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be those who escape, as Yahuwah has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom Yahuwah calls. So it's applied. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus, everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah, will be saved. So in context, uh, when it says, if you 
um, believe if you confess with your your mouth Jesus is Lord, Kurios, Yahuwah, Yeshua is Yahuwah. Do you see that? You will be saved. He isn't. Jesus is included in the divine identity. He is, he is included in that identity by, the, by virtue of his activity in creation, his exaltation above all things to the throne, which is alone, which is above the heavens where he has seated, where he is seated as king and worshipped. Yeah. So that's uh, now that's monotheism. And so I can't go over them all, but but it's here's what you can do when you when you see uh, you know a quotation in the scripture applying to Jesus, go look it up uh, in the Old Testament and see see who's saying it, who who is applied to. You'll find it's often Yahuwah. Um, there's one more example, Isaiah 44. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of Hosts. This is what John prayed. For me, with me. He said, I am the first and the last. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And then in the book of Revelation, you can go through it, but God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Then Christ says, I am the first and the last. Then God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And in 21.6, God, God, Christ says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, beginning and the end. Oh, that, who says that? I am the first and the last. You who says it? Who else says it? Jesus says it. So finally, monolatry. God alone may be worshipped. Well, is Jesus worshipped in the New Testament? Uh, so John confirms twice in the book of Revelation. You know, he's an angel. He falls down before the angel in an act of worship. And the angel says... No, I'm just a servant. Don't worship me. Worship God alone, right? It's, in, it's twice in there. And then, uh, so is Jesus worshipped in the book of Revelation? I'll let you decide, Revelation 5. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you, the Lamb, to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Thank God for that. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And then I looked and I heard the voice. I heard around the throne the living creatures, the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, are the angels worshiping here? Worthy is the Lamb who is slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I looked and I heard around the throne, yeah, and blessing, excuse me, and I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Yes, Jesus is worshipped in the book of Revelation. Why? Because Yeshua is Yahuwah. 
He's a part of the divine identity. We worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triunity of God. We baptize people in the name, singular, because He is one, in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I close with this. No one has ever seen God. This is John 1. The only God who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. That's the best manuscripts. So the, the Jews of Jesus' time, including Jesus Himself, were monotheists and monolaters. Because of His self-revelation, they realized that there was only one person outside of the box who created all things in the box, sustains Him by the word of His power, and will bring all things to a culmination. He is totally different from his creation. He alone is worthy of worship. His personal name is Yahuwah. They saw in Jesus the revelation of Yahuwah in the flesh, and they worshipped him as God. So what difference does it make? To quote Hillary. Well, it makes the same difference as it did for me at age 18 when, through interaction with the Scripture, I came to the conclusion that Jesus was God in the flesh. Well, now what do I do? Even though I kind of didn't want to. You have to. Now you have to take seriously what He says. It's illogical to do anything else. Once you believe Jesus is God in the flesh, then you better take, serious, take Him seriously. It's called the fear of God. We need more of it today. I was reading a book this week called Chasing the Dragon by Jackie Pullinger, and she asked a Hong Kong gangster drug addict, well, do you want to follow Jesus? And he replied, in the, this is a quote, in the way that many of the gangsters replied as if to a rather irrelevant question, well, if he is the true God, of course, who else am I going to follow? Who else are you going to follow? Are you going to take him seriously? It's foolish to do anything else. Let's pray. Father, Yahuwah God, we worship you. Yeshua, the only God who is in the lap of the Father, we worship you. You who are before all things, from whom and for whom and to whom are all things, we worship you. You who are above all things, above all rulers, authorities, powers, dominions, every other name that is named, we worship you. Hallowed be your name. Blessing and honor and glory and power and wealth and wisdom be to your name. Give us life in your name. Help us to live consistent with who you are. For Jesus' sake, amen. Will the brothers come on down?